curious to get your thoughts on this one because beauty procedures, cosmetic procedures have become a way of life. We've accepted that they are totally normal and many people partake in them. But what if they were subsidized by the government? And what if our fixation on them actually had a translation to upward mobility within society? That's the case in countries like Brazil. We're going to get a little bit more context with our next guest, who's Associate Professor of Anthropology at the College of the Holy Cross, Dr. Carmen Alvaro Jarin. Dr. Jarin, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So set the stage a little bit, because this, I thought, was mind-blowing, that in Brazil, cosmetic procedures are being subsidized by the government. Explain how they came to approach beauty and cosmetic procedures with this understanding that there needs to be greater access. Yeah, so it was the product of a famous plastic surgeon, Ivo Pitangui, in the 1960s, writing about everybody having the right to be to beauty everybody having the right to be beautiful. He published a book with that name, The Right to Beauty, and he convinced the president of Brazil at the time to expand plastic surgery into public hospitals. Initially, it was mostly reconstructive procedures, so people with burn victims, people with cleft palates, reconstructive needs. But over time, it's become more and more aesthetic. So nowadays, you can get a facelift, tummy tuck, nose job through the public health care system which is controversial, but um, for Brazilians, they claim it's a basic health need like any other. I think it opens the door to so many different areas of, uh, of conversation and certainly of questions. Let's talk a little bit about the controversy. Obviously, something like this would be controversial because it really prioritizes and emphasizes a fixation on beauty. Is that something that's in your opinion, just an acknowledgement of the way that our society and our world works? Or do you think that that creates an unhealthy obsession with this unreachable beauty standard that's not natural? Yeah, I I think I do a critique in my book, The Biopolitics of Beauty, of uh, the particular ways that this limits what is beautiful, right? So when you create uh, these kind of surgical kind of uh, paradigms of what's beautiful and what it's not. And plastic surgeons have their own biases. Most of the plastic surgeons in Brazil are from the elite and they're white. So, for example, they reproduce the idea that whiteness, the Eurocentric beauty ideals, are are what's beautiful in a country that's very racially mixed, right? Mm. So you end up having a lot of people with uh, Afro-Brazilian noses wanting to get rid of them. The plastic surgeons call these noses Negroid noses that need correction and sort of uh, use uh, blatantly racist kind of uh, medical terminology to talk about black noses as a, something that needs to be corrected. So that's some of the things that I critique that I say are uh, a, a sort of a problematic um side effect of offering plastic surgery in public hospitals. Yeah, um, I mean, in this, in the example that you're speaking of, it, it really, it, it sort of erases someone's cultural heritage by doing something like this. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, Brazil is still a very racist society. There's a growing Afro-Brazilian black pride movement, but it's still small compared to a lot of people who are racially mixed and might not identify with their black heritage and actually seek to eliminate uh, their black noses in order to gain upper mobility because that is seen as something that gives you benefits in the job market, in the marriage market, right, if you're looking for a uh, partner. So unfortunately, it's very common. 
I can see, you know, areas where this would be problematic. You know, for example, if you are a young child, more than likely a young girl growing up in a society like this, and you're looking around to your elders and you're not seeing anyone that holds those same cultural features as you, then you inherently will think something's wrong with you. And that messaging, I think, could be one component where there's an issue. But is the idea of surgery and these cosmetic procedures to create upward mobility, I mean, is that wrong? Are, are Brazilians, are they onto something? Does having a certain standard of beauty actually give you more privilege or opportunity in life? Uh, it was hard for me to measure that, but um, a lot of the patients that I interviewed made that claim, right? So even if wow. it's not true, they firmly believe that it was true, right? They believe that being beautiful made you somebody in society, right? I call it cosmetic citizenship because for them it was as basic the way to belong to the nation was to beautify themselves. And they were very self-conscious that they said people all around the world think Brazilians are beautiful. That's a touristic kind of perception of mm -hmm. Brazilians. Mm -hmm. So I need to fit in, in that standard in order to fit into this country. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of very, very intense pressure. And I do think, right, I mean, I saw a lot of people have very specific examples of being discriminated against for being too fat or being not being good looking enough and specifically women right women have much more pressure in that in those ways and they said i lost job opportunities for that and this is why i'm seeking plastic surgery can you speak a little bit to the confidence of younger generations when you're growing up in a, in a country that's really acknowledging um, that there is a beauty standard to uphold and to maintain? What kind of what kind of upbringing does that create for someone who is coming of age in a in a country like that? Well, it, first it naturalizes that surgery is the solution, right? So instead of trying to push back against society's beauty standards, a lot of people say, well, the solution is surgery. The solution is to change myself. So I saw very young teenagers looking for, for example, a nose job or, or a breast implants, and their parents actually encouraging them because they also fall into this idea that this is a good thing that will give them more opportunities and sort of encouraging them to look for this. Um, Fortunately, there is starting to be kind of a, a counter Gen Z starting to be more critical of this. And I'm seeing that Gen Z Brazilians are starting to push back against these beauty standards and saying, no, I have my own beauty standard and perhaps I want to be more curvy. Perhaps I want to keep my natural black hair and natural black nose. So thankfully, I think people are becoming more critical and self-conscious of, of different beauty standards and valuing different body types. Uh, but the plastic surgery world is not like that. The plastic surgery world definitely encourages very specific improvements, according to them, right? They don't accept all beauty bodies as beautiful. Yeah, it's and this isn't unique to Brazil. I mean, I think what's interesting about this example is that the government is subsidizing these procedures. But the idea of a fixation and even a cultural fixation with beauty is something that is widespread. And I mean, this is, this is a global phenomenon. So um, I, I guess I'm... I'm. I want to talk about some of the the highlights of it or the the good side of it because I think that you know if someone wants to partake in a procedure that gives them confidence, that can be a really good thing. Do you see that people ha that have undergone some of these procedures do have increased levels of confidence? Yeah, I mean, I do have to say that a lot of the patients I interviewed did find a lot of happiness, right? They find a lot of meaning in a plastic surgery. It was very common, for example, for people to get plastic surgery after a divorce as a way to sort of mark the beginning of a new stage in their lives. 
um, after they decide not to have any more kids, right? Like people mark events in their lives with plastic surgeries uh, in very interesting ways. And I saw working class women say, this is a form of self-care. I'm not normally, especially working class women, they work two jobs, they work 60 hours a week, and then they have to go home and take care of their kids. They have really, really difficult lives. So for them, uh, plastic surgery, they did see it as a form of self-care. Like, look, this is me investing time and money and, and vacation days on a surgery that to me means means I am taking care of myself. So I do think that it does give people um, a sense of, of belonging, a sense of, of self-worth that can be quite important. I did see that it didn't last very long, right? They felt like after a few years, like they needed another surgery, right? Like the plastic surgery, unfortunately, is a very temporary fix mm-hmm. for deeper things going on in society. But, um, but yeah, it does give them at least a temporary boost. It's such it's such an interesting thing to kind of pick apart and look at, because in some ways, you know, having a government subsidy for these procedures does equalize the playing field a little bit. I would imagine that the predominant um, that overwhelmingly it's women that are undertaking some of these procedures. And so, you know, without a government subsidy, you're putting women in a situation where they're they're using a lot of their resources and a lot of their money to undergo some of these procedures, I would argue and and probably assume that men wouldn't be in that same position. Or am I wrong? Is the standard just as high for men? It's it's increasingly growing for men. So men in Brazil are finding more and more pressure to also fit a particular beauty standard and have a perfect six pack, et cetera. And, and there are surgeries that can help you achieve that body ideal. Um, I think men are more frequently in Brazil, if they want to achieve the perfect body, mm. they take to things like taking steroids, for example. There's a huge use of steroids in, in gyms in Brazil, unfortunately, which also has bad side effects, right? Um, and I also saw bad side, of, bad side effects for surgeries, right? So, yes, a lot of the times when the surgery goes well, people are very happy. Uh, but when the plastic surgery doesn't go well and you end up feeling worse than you did before, it can be quite crushing, right? So that's also the catch, right? Is is um, in the public hospitals, a lot of the surgeries are carried out by medical residents still in training, who don't necessarily have the skill yet, and sometimes they make mistakes, and sometimes those mistakes are deadly. Wow. Doctor, thank you so much for your work on this and for making the time this afternoon. I really appreciate getting your insight. No, thanks for having me. Of course. That's Dr. Carmen Alvaro Ajarin, Associate Professor of Anthropology at the College of the Holy Cross.